This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Join us now as we go to the live broadcast of Spiritual Appetizers podcast. Welcome, and thank you for joining us in another live episode of Spiritual Appetizers podcast. Episode 200, Men, We Need to Remember that we need to lead our families, part two, wives. The spiritual appetizer that will be used in this episode is from Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 through 15. Men, we need to remember that being head of the house is leading our families, part two, wives. Turn with me now and read Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 through 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river, and in Egypt serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua telling the children of Israel that they needed to make a choice. You can't serve two masters, cannot serve two gods. The gods of the the people in whose land you dwell, they don't really exist. But you need to make a choice. You cannot serve an idol and serve God at the same time. As being leader of Israel, he stands before the people and he tells them, look, make a decision today. I'm going to make a decision for my family. My family is going to serve God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's not a choice here, Joshua says. My family, if they're living underneath my roof, does not have a choice as to whether they're going to serve the living God or if they're going to serve an idol. As leader of this house, as head of this family, I'm going to make that choice for them. And they're going to serve the Lord. This is something, men, that we need to understand. We need to be making these choices for people that live under our house. We need to be making this choice for our children. Children that are living under our roof should not have a choice as to whether or not they're going to serve God. While you're living under our house, when services are taking place, we're going to be at services. Well, you're living under my house. You're not going to use that type of language. We need to lead our families. Then when we say it, we need to back it up by our example. Our example needs to be one that you can follow my lead. I'm not going to use foul language. Whenever the doors are open to the church building, that's where I'm going to be. If I'm going to require that of my family, I need to require it of myself as well. The one that we're talking about today is the wife. And every business owner that has ever owned a business that has been successful has understood this principle. 
that there has to be a leader in that business in order for that business to be successful. If you have multiple leaders trying to go in multiple different directions, then the business is going to fail. Cannot serve two masters. You either love the one and hate the other, or you'll cling to the other and forsake the other one. You cannot serve both God and mammon. If you try to serve money and God at the same time, it doesn't work because you can't have two masters pulling you in two different directions. And it's the same way with the family. The family cannot have two heads. If it does, then it's a monster that doesn't work right. Nothing in society has two heads and functions properly. So there has to be leadership. There has to be direction within the family. There's direction within the church. God has appointed his son as head over the church. And then everything comes down by Christ's authority to the church. And it's the same way. God has appointed that man is to be head of the family. And Joshua understood this. He took responsibility for his family. In Judges chapter 4, in verses 8 and 9, the Bible says this, And Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. So she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking. For the Lord will sell Sierra into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. During the time of Deborah, there was no man that was willing to stand up and to take leadership in Israel. All the men wanted to leave that responsibility to somebody else. And so they did not want to have the responsibility of leading Israel. And so Deborah took on this responsibility because there was no man that was going to. And so she became a judge in Israel because the men would not lead. And in this circumstance here, Barak was supposed to go to war. But he said, I'm not going unless you go with me, Deborah. He would not even take responsibility for going to war without Deborah. And so Deborah told him that there would be no glory in this journey for him. Even if they win this battle that they're going into, that the glory would belong to a woman. And this was something that was supposed to be detrimental to Barak. He was supposed to desire to step up and to be the leader within Israel. But he didn't do that. And notice what it says. And Barak said to her, if you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. So she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking. For the Lord will sell Sierra into the hand of a woman. This should have been an insult to Barak, but it wasn't. And so he would not take the responsibility of leading Israel. He would not even take the responsibility of leading them into battle. He had to have Deborah go with him. And so Deborah told him emphatically that there would be no glory for him in this battle. Men, if we shirk our responsibility as the leader of the family, then there's not going to be any glory for us. We cannot be pleasing to God and not lead our families the way that we're supposed to. We have to take the responsibility of leading our families. That means being a godly individual and then requiring those underneath our house to be 
godly as well. As long as they are living under our roof, this is how we are going to live. Barak would not take the responsibility of leading Israel. And there are too many men today that do not take the responsibility of leading their families. And their families are falling apart. Their families are not remaining Christian. Their families are not Christian because the men of the house refuse to take their responsibility in leading the family. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 21 through 24, actually, let's go back up to verse 18. Genesis chapter 2, and let's read verses 18 through 24. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper compatible to him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper compatible to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. And so God made woman to be a helper for man. This does not demean woman in any shape, form, or fashion. It simply gives her a different role than man. She was made from man. Now, there's a joke that I have been told since I was little bitty, and it makes a very emphatic point. Man was made out of dust. God took a rib out of Adam and made woman. He made her out of the better material. And so because God made her in subjection to man does not mean that he made her inferior in any shape, form, or fashion. Actually, she was made out of the better material. Man was made from the dust. The woman was made from the rib of man. But that does not say that she can go beyond the role that was given to her by God. God gave both man and woman their roles, and we have to live within those roles. Woman was made as a helper to man, to help him live the way that God wants him to live. And so that is how she was made. And a man is supposed to leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife. And they are to become one flesh. Well, in a body, in a physical body, I have one arm, I have another arm, I have two legs down here in which you can't see, I have a body, I have a torso, I have two eyes, I have a mouth, I have a nose, I have a head. And these parts are set in order in the body, and they all have a specific function that they play within the body. My head tells everything else to work in my body. And if I didn't have my head, then my body would not work appropriately to the way that it is supposed to. But if my arm took control of the body and 
it decided to do something different than this other arm, and it wasn't controlled by my head, but each part of my body controlled its own part and could do whatever it wanted, and this arm wants to go this way, and this arm wants to go this way. There'd be chaos within the body, but that's not the way that it works. Not for a healthy person. The head, the mind, controls both arms, both legs, my mouth, my nose, my eyes, everything about it. It controls everything. And so there's a specific role, but it doesn't make it better than my arm or better than my legs. If my mind didn't have the arms and the legs to carry out the jobs that it assigns, then it would be absolutely no good. And so there has to be all parts of the body in order to function properly. And all parts of the body function specifically the way that they were designed to function. And so God has the right as creator in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I didn't. No other man in the world did. Only God created the heavens and the earth. And he has the right to set over it whomever he chooses. And so he decided the order in which man and woman would work in the family. In Matthew chapter 19, verses 4 through 6, the Bible says, And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no man separate. And so God has joined the man and the wife together in one body. And he is the one that made them. And so he has the right to say, okay, this is how it's going to work. Just as I have the right to move my arm and my other arm any way that I want to. My eyes, I can direct them at this screen. I can direct them at this screen. I can direct them at this screen. Whatever I want to do with my eyes because they are in subjection to my head. Because I'm in control of them. Well, God made everything. He's the potter. We're the clay. He has the right to dictate how we are going to live. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 33, the Bible says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. And so as creator of all the world, God decides the relationship that man has with his wife. God decides the relationship that the church has with Christ. And so God is the creator. He has assigned the different roles to different people. And here he says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Why? Because the husband is head of the family. 
God has given the husband this specific responsibility. The husband cannot shirk this responsibility. He cannot change it. He cannot give it to somebody else because it has been given to him by God. Now, the husband is to love his wife, but the wife is to be in subjection to her own husband in everything. Husbands, we need to lead our families. Men, we need to remember that being head of the house is leading our families. Part two, wives. Men, let's not shirk this responsibility. Let's take it. Let's embrace it. And women, let's not see you. We don't see you, and you shouldn't see yourself as secondary to the man, other than God has given us different roles. And each role is just as important as every other role within the body. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening. So, as we go about our lives today, Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.